that again. Chad, we, we can't do our spontaneous murmur talk anymore because we have... Yeah, every time there's like, you are being recorded. <laughs> like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. <laughs> you can't catch uh, me. Yeah, maybe I've been playing too much Witcher, but I was thinking like, it's probably one of the witches from, you know, from the bog somewhere. <laughs> if there are any Witcher fans out there. <laughs> oh man Witcher season two is supposed to be coming out dude i think yes. they like to make the superman series last okay I, I take back what i said on like some i don't know if i said on the podcast before about like about henry cavill not like i still keep the like my stance on that like him as a pre-superman like with man of steel i don't i don't really like like it but he would succeed as like a full-on superman I think he should do that, and they should, like, I don't know. They should make the Superman series, like, somewhat medieval-y. Like, get some, like, medieval influences there or whatever. Because for, for, for some reason, he, like, he, like, kills it when he does, like, period pieces or, like, period epics. So if they made a Superman movie that felt like that, I feel like Henry Cavill would do good. I guess. I, I don't know. I, 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 had, I, I had a very... Uh not very nice thought, but I thought like any movie that I've seen him in that wasn't directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good in those. He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no he's... dissing Zack Snyder. I, 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 I love army of the dead. Uh, <laughs> I, still need but... to, I still need to finish that. that. That's why, that's, that's why I advocate for like theaters opening back up because like, it is way too easy to get to get distracted even with necessary life stuff when mm. it comes to like watching a movie at home. It's like, like it's I'm like happy Armour of the Dead got closed a closed in, in Hawaii? Uh, I think they just opened up like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like Regal just opened up. Consolidated was open for a while, but the only two movies they had was um, Mortal Kombat and uh, what's the other one? Demon Slayer. Which apparently did really good. So I, I actually I was thinking about watching Demon Slayer at the theater tomorrow, like my first outing yeah. out somewhere in the you know in the city, uh, farther than like five blocks from my from my place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this bodega or that one over there. <laughs> this bodega. That. What about this subway or that subway? Yeah. <laughs> and by subway I mean sandwiches. This one has character because you know the sticker <laughs> is to the left and not to the right. Come on, man. New York. <laughs> Actually, like, uh, yeah, it, it's just like there's so many little places that that you can go to, and, and you're like in my neighborhood anyway. Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's like a food truck and shit, so it's it's uh, you know you can just go out and get some some grub. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, but no theaters, no 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 movie theaters. That's the, that's the one thing. Uh, like I have to either take the train for like an hour or take an uber for 20 minutes or something yeah. to the closest opened uh movie theater in in the city but it, it's uh yeah so i have to think is like it's not just walking to the movie theater i have to think okay so i either have to go in the subway ride the subway for an hour or ride the subway and the bus for an hour yeah. just to go there and then an hour back or get an uber the Uber's going to cost me about thirty. Oh yeah, I, I that, that's the one thing I don't miss about New York is like missing my train and like spending thirty dollars in an Uber over and over. And because like you're like yeah. moving so fast, or just trying to get from point A to point B with like the close close downs and construction and stuff, like you don't really think about it when you pay for Uber. 
like I think that's how Uber makes a lot of its money out of like from places where it's like you don't even think about it when you drop like thirty dollars for like a one way. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like those moments of despair when you're just like I need to go somewhere. I just yeah. missed every other possible option except for taxi, a taxi or an Uber. And you're gonna be like, okay, you know, uh, I'll take it. I'll get an Uber. You know, let's grab an Uber. 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 Uba, which is Uba. yeah uba just reminded me of vikings for some reason but yeah i guess like <laughs> one of for, for viking fans out there uba lothbrook the one of the sons of ragnar lothbrook a uh, famous viking uh, yes yeah, uba, uba. <laughs> anyway we're talking about um so lars we're we talking about ta- another kind of scandinavian type name lars <laughs> oh we're talking about lars and the real girl oh okay we're i don't we're going to start off with that one. <laughs> no, what were we talking about? Napoleon? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yes, yeah, Napoleon, we were, of course. Yeah, we were talking about, like, Lars and the Real Girl, girl like, yeah. um, I guess, like, earlier before we started yeah. recording it. And we were, yeah. we were just going weird. back and forth about, like, it was kind of a weird movie. But there was also a period of time, especially in the 2000s, where you just had a lot of those kinds of, like, I don't know, like, loner weird trying guy. to yeah. make his way and what's really in his mind kind of yeah. movies and i think uh one of the most popular of that actually this wasn't a really a loner movie he had friends but yeah i would say one of the most popular movies of that tone was also kind of a comedy and was also the, at the time the little indie film that could what movie yeah. are we talking about napoleon dynamite napoleon dynamite which uh <laughs> just having it which it was my first time ever seeing this movie ever yeah. first time ever it's always a movie that i wanted to see it was like when i was a kid like this came out when i was probably 10 or something like long time ago 20 years ago so i was like 10 or 11 or whatever and um my sister saw it and at the time like my sister was a teenager and i was a kid and like it was sort of like my sister likes it my sister sucks i'm not gonna watch it you know that was like my uh you know she was uh a, an angry teenager so like as a kid i was like i'm not gonna watch this movie because it's not cool and uh you know but then how little did i know that i was the uncool one and i should have watched this movie <laughs> yeah. It's, I apologize uh, to my sister right now. Yeah, in a few <laughs> few weeks, this movie makes its uh, seven seventeenth anniversary from getting released in the U.S. But um, yep. uh, Napoleon Dynamite, like I remember at the time it came out, I remember it was so like I it took a few times for it to just show up on TV on like Comedy Central and for me to, like watch it over and over to really kind of like not even just appreciate humor, the humor, like after a while, like I loved the movie, but when it first came out, like you got to think about the comedy landscape at the time. It was like Austin Powers and Shrek. And it was very like these broad off the wall comedies and like probably yeah. like Nutty Professor, probably like a few years before. The, the Mike Myers verse. Yeah. Uh, the movie. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah his style of like humor was like the thing at the time and even like something like austin powers actually made um that people forget that that was like the biggest franchise for a while so when napoleon dynamite first came out it was like it was almost confusing like was this supposed to be funny was this supposed to be a drop it was so different and 
unless you were into kind of like that Wes Anderson-ish niche or like a part of mm. that circle, like you, you didn't really get it <laughs> at the time. But for but the people that I didn't notice really latched onto it and grew into what it was, was people that, you know, didn't really grow up with movies up until that point. It didn't really like, they never had, it was, it was kids that never had like a set idea of what a comedy is supposed to be or kids that never had a set idea of what like a movie is supposed to be. And so the one thing I noticed about that movie is it kind of popularized the whole, I would say awkward tone or that awkward, irreverent tone of comedy that got popular after that. Like even like Portlandia or I remember watching like Cartoon Network and then their promos went from like these broad, like late nineties, early two thousands, like effects driven commercials to like these really like, and it was for kids too. And they would, they would have commercials that were really like character driven and awkward. And I, I really think that movie kind of set the tone for, I don't know, for, for, for comedies from then on about like what a comedy could be. Yeah. I think it was indeed an awkward movie and maybe too awkward for a lot of people at the time when it came out. But I think nowadays there's so many things that have appeared maybe because of this movie or, you know, um, like you said, they're just like kind of calm in tone, but awkward and, and a bit, quirky right so it's 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 uh you don't feel like this is some action-packed comedy you know i i also saw the mask again this week uh which is for free on on uh for free with ads on youtube uh but uh and i was like okay so that's a comedy that's just like balls off the wall like looney tunes-esque because there there are a lot of looney tunes kind of references and just like cartoons and and stuff like that or not uh not looney tunes like tex avery and and, uh and then this is a more like quite down like you know just like awkward moments or awkward things and just people trying to be themselves and (laughs) being confronted with a world that is kind of like not in sync with what they're all about yeah Uh, I realized, like, and then when I, I realized, like, when I like left Hawaii and I went to like Forest Grove for college, for like, for, went to like Oregon, it, it, that's where it hit me that those towns actually exist. Like, that's like a majority of America, like these small towns where there's like mm-hmm. not a whole lot to do, and people just kind of sit sit there and awkwardly try to get to the next step, where it's just slow. Like, yeah. where was this movie shot? Was it, it was it in Texas or what? Let me check, but but it's like you know Midwest yeah. type, you know. Yeah. Uh, but let me check that out. But yeah, so you know, this was directed by a guy called Jared Hess. Uh, I don't know which other movies he's done actually. Uh, Nacho Libre, which I feel like uh-huh. I feel like I they refi- they refined <laughs> that style that they did. They refined it for Nacho Libre. I am actually really bummed that they it's, never I really know. did Apparently. anything super huge after that. Like mm. Nacho Libre yes. was like it's like they gave them it's like Nacho Libre, like like Napoleon Dynamite basically told the world, "Hey, these guys, this is a style of filmmaking that exists." And Nacho Libre was like the first time that they were able to make a blockbuster out of that. I would want yeah. to see them do a Marvel movie because they're making such a big deal about taking risks and hiring all these filmmakers and stuff. And I'm like, 
all right, hire the Napoleon Dynamite guys. Let's see what you can make. <laughs> A Zoo Fantastic Four directed by <laughs> the Napoleon Dynamite guys. Yes. But, you know, just like those opening credits with like food and sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, and like, just like, a burger i can't like he, they have like a whole menu there right, so, right. <laughs> just in the opening credits <laughs> like how do you do that for fantastic four is like i don't know i don't know like the wrenches just do the food still yeah, the wrenches shawarma <laughs> no just like the the bendy you know elastic arms that just like go here yeah. and there and just like fold. directed by like, with his arm directed by <laughs> then you see it on the arm and you know <laughs> And then hopefully we won't have, uh, but they, they sort of announced that Fantastic Four was coming out, right? But they didn't say when exactly. Uh, yeah, although, I, but uh, the surprise was that it's a part of this phase. Like, yes. like it's coming before, I don't know, like the other, it's coming before, yeah, before a lot of stuff. Before Phase 5, I guess. Yeah, so it's it's coming out, is it coming out before Blade? Or is Blade coming out before? Blade, they, at this point, I'm not even sure if it's like a movie or if they're just introducing the character or if it's going to be a TV show. Yeah. It's like, I think they're still trying to figure out how to like incorporate it, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, but like that uh, Eternals trailer dropped, or teaser, I should say. Yeah, no, dropped, I... Which... Uh, I really liked I it. Was, you know, it, it's. Um, I know a oh, lot of people liked it. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that after. But maybe we'll, we'll get, get that after our Napoleon yeah, yeah. discussion. <laughs> uh, dude, we always uh, one track mind, man. Like, I know. Always it's, going off to that Marvel it, stuff or Star dude, Wars. I, or this podcast whatever. is like our ADHD medication. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like stay focused. <laughs> oh, Napoleon Dynamite. Well, of course, like I think most people who probably, even people who haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite know about the dance scene at the end, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, That's when I, that movie is how I found out about Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai? I don't know. J- Jamiroquai, man. Yeah, that With guy. With his fancy hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where they spent most of the budget on was just like getting the getting the rights to that song because the rest of it was like yeah 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 I actually yeah but what made what made that movie like I can I can go on for this forever what made that movie hit the way it did at the time that came out around the the same exact year as Mean Girls. I mean, and Mean Girls became like a huge comedy and had a huge following after that. But like, I, to this day, I, I'm still trying to like nail down what made Napoleon Dynamite work in 2004. Like, I feel, I don't know, personally, I feel like it's one of the most, even though it's quirky and sometimes you see some characters doing not very good things like, you know, Napoleon's uncle, But even he has like it. It's a mostly optimistic movie, even though to me, like there's always like something. It's like quietly optimistic. It's not like hey, everything's gonna be fine, guys. Everything's great. You know, it's sort of like hey, you know, uh, Napoleon's brother meets this woman online that. For most of the movie, I thought he was getting catfished before that was ever a thing, and. Like, that was the beginning of catfishing i guess at that era that yeah. moment 20 years ago and at the uh, end where... he, he, he looked like the owner of every streetwear company yeah 
And I mean, even the uncle, even the uncle who's kind of an asshole kind of meets someone at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, it's mostly like innocence and optimism yet like uh, weirdly strange. It's just like, awkward and it's like it made awkward kind of accessible i feel yeah like like, i actually never thought about that until right now that that it was like a quietly optimistic movie like you're right it never really um it it, it never really like dealt they never had to delve too into the mundane because that was kind of the theme of the movie it wasn't like life is so mundane but now we have hope it was like the theme of the movie is like even the pace is like this is yeah you know, like this the, is life. Things happen. Uh, it'll, it'll work out, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then he just does a dance at the end, and like that's all he needs to just kind of like yeah. be a little bit better the next day. And yeah. I think, and and it's kind of like when I went into high school, I started. Um, I feel like I started meeting more people like Napoleon Dynamite. How it's like I went in the woods, and it just damn gosh. <laughs> No stupid. It's a knife, not a stupid. I feel that way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, when I was a teenager, it was like, you know, someone who's actually trying to be nice is asking you about something you're doing. And then like, they ask something that you think is like a stupid question. It's like, God, it's like this. Okay. Oh my God. Anything. And (laughs) that just hit me right now. (laughs) Right. But like, if you ever think about it, every like subculture or whatever in America has their way of like blowing off people they don't want to talk to. Did people Say, hey, do what are you doing before? there? I'm drawing a picture, okay? You know, or, God. Or, like, or like when people go on social media and it's like, why do people take so long in line? It's a line, God. not a yeah, it's, waiting station. It's yeah. like, could Napoleon Dynamite have been like the first, did it birth a generation of easily irritated <laughs> millennials? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just, he was saying the things that most people wanted to say and didn't have the, the, the heart to say it. Yeah. And after that, they're like, well, you know, he's still, people still like him. He's, he's not a bad person, but like, he's like, uh, you know, what are you doing? Tetherball. God, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that most people m- have felt that way at some point or another, especially when they're teenagers. It's just like, you know, because you're so all up in your own fucking head and just like, yeah, you know, uh, teenager stuff. And then yeah. it's like, hey, uh, what are you doing there? I'm drawing God, you I know. If that and- movie came out now, they would have like <laughs> added more stuff. Like the, stuff. Like the drawings would have came to life and you would have saw inside his head and like, or part of yeah. the story would be like, like drawn as his drawings. Cause yeah, that, that's kind I of a thing the, I'm noticing more now is that there, there's like yeah. the style of like almost trying to bring the randomness of the internet, like to life. Or and, the debate and the dance would have been live streamed and then he would have gone viral. Yeah. And then he would have <laughs> showed up on like, you know, good morning America. And <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? God, God, I had to take the plane all the way here. Oh, that's such a drag. And, you know, (laughs) dance, stupid. God, God, even planet. (laughs) Oh, man, we're probably doing the first Napoleon Dynamite impressions to happen in years. It's like when Borat came out and (laughs) Borat 2 refused. It, It didn't bring back a bunch of Borat impersonators as much no. as I thought that it would. 
but I think Borat impersonators, even when the first Borat movie came out, were already a pain in, in the ass. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we did it a little bit, and we sort of uh, took some uh, you know lines from the movie and edited a little creatively and did something. Yeah, hey, we tried episode. to we, we we tried to bring it back. <laughs> It's always, you know, uh, there's always, <laughs> you know, he's a nice, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, I, I had, <clears throat> I had a roommate in Berlin and he kept quoting Borat all the time because he knew that I knew about it and I liked it. I thought it was funny. And I was like, Hey, yak shabash. And I was like, dude, it's like the fifth time today. Like just chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his, his own way of like the only way he knew how to make friends was just to like, yeah. You like about it? I do about it. It's good. You I know, know a guy that and, like really liked, uh, and I just remember a guy in college, and I, I think he was going through a phase, but he really liked karate. And I remember walking to a party, and he was just kicking me on the way there. Like I was like, I get it. <laughs> like like this is how you do it. Bah, this I'm is excited. how you do it. There you go. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember one time too, there was a guy I knew that would try to like do the Kill Bill thing on me, the fucking five, and it's like, all right. Uh, it doesn't work in your life, man. <laughs> Just remember, move your big toe. Your big toe. Oh man, the early two thousand movies. <laughs> early two thousand movies just birthed like a generation of weirdos. Just killed the movie for me. <laughs> After the big toe thing, I was like, I, I checked out. I checked out. Of this yeah. Movie. <laughs> and then the rest, I was just like halfway. Like I was look, I was watching it, but half of my mind was just like thinking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry you, for all you Kill Bill fans out there. But. Oh man, we're you know what we're gonna do Kill Bill for another episode. That's another movie I can go part like forever. Yeah, <laughs> with part three hopefully coming out. I hope part three comes out because uh, there's like a few actresses that like are saying that I could play like Vivica A. Fox's daughter from the beginning, the one where it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's, uh, I'll be I'll be ready if you meet me or whatever. But Uma Thurman's daughter is also becoming like a big star in her own right. So like Mm -hmm. that just, to me, that just births an excuse for like Kill Bill 3 is like, the kids grew up, help make them fight. (laughs) Just, just, I don't know. Finish him. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Kill Bill another one. (laughs) It'll be Kill Bill meets Mortal Kombat. Uh, (laughs) Same caliber of bloodiness. (laughs) Different or similar of and blood and guts <laughs> and, and foot fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Bill was really the only movie I could see becoming a franchise from uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like it's like that was like I his guess. one series that it was like because all his other movies like feel pretty standalone, but Kill Bill is the one that felt like this could be like a universe if they so wanted to. Yeah, I think, you know, if Kill Bill were a Robert Kirkman comic, it would probably have a bunch of, <laughs> like, get Robert Kirkman to write the spinoff for Kill Bill. Yeah. Like in this Kill Bill, the Kill Bill-verse. The Kill Bill-verse. And, uh, Bill and, and uh, you know, I think he could do a good job there. He's kind of, you know, he's, he's a good writer, yeah. guy, dude, comic book person, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Producer ever. Nah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I mean, the thing is, it, it's, it was a, like my first time seeing it. I understand why people love it. Uh, I would understand why some people don't get it. 
but um, like I really enjoyed it, and it was like a nice breath of fresh air between the uh, these. I think I saw this between what like Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat. I think I saw that movie between those. I was like, wow, this is nice to just change. <laughs> <laughs> change the the type of genre and we're you know like less monsters and bombastic you know murder yeah and, uh, <laughs> I wonder if, no napoleon dynamite there. feels like the kind of movie that would have gotten bigger on tv than in theaters but even at the time people paid to watch this movie <laughs> so yeah I, if i think this if it hadn't been done the way it was could have been like another Tommy Wiseau, the room type situation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which I, I do not regret. That was that was the best fourteen dollars I spent in San Francisco was watching the room and throwing forks at the screen. <laughs> like people would be, I mean, people are, are probably already wearing like you know Napoleon wigs and the glasses and just going there and just watching them at like you know indie theaters or something. But uh, you know, the thing is like it, it's it could have been because like the room was enjoyable because it was so bad and um, and inadvertently got into that kind of awkward territory that Napoleon dynamite kind of gets in, but it's, it's actually intention intentional in Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I think Napoleon dynamite mainstreamed awkwardness. I don't know when the room came, when did the room come out? Like 2003, right? I think. I don't know. I feel like it was in the 90s, but it might have been. Wait, so the room. 2003, there you go. Yeah, 2003. So, so it you, came out a year before. But then it never really blew up until like way after. And I think yeah. Napoleon Dynamite like swung the door open of, for like just, just cringe and awkwardness in general. Because when you look back on it, it's really not it really doesn't feel that awkward. It feels like pretty like nice and like optimistic and stuff. But at yeah. the time it, it really was yeah. like, yeah, the time was what, what is this? <laughs> and like, is there more of this? And turns out, yep. <laughs> yeah. But like, do you think this was sort of the movie that really kind of shot started like this whole trend of the indie yep. movie that wins awards and is like loved by critics and also by audiences and you know the, the junos see, of the world i don't know like i, so I, I like, wouldn't say it started it for stuff like like parasite and stuff but for like juno yeah. hell yeah juno yeah but i mean like movies like juno stuff like that you yeah. know like comedies that are a bit awkward and and uh, yeah. and that critics love and people some people and have cult followings i guess yeah no it's like um I feel like without Napoleon Dynamite, we would be, we would still be on this same stream of thought or this same like mainstream uh, idea of like what a comedy could be. Because like there, there were movies like this that existed before Napoleon Dynamite. Like I think the filmmakers said they were, um, they were influenced by Wes Anderson. Don't quote me on it, but I think they were influenced. And at the time, yeah, Wes Anderson already had like Bottle Rocket and. I think he had like a few movies, but this movie was the one that swung the door open for, you know, like channels like the IFC channel to like blow yeah. up and become very like focused on a certain type of comedy. I think this swung the door open for Flight of Concords, which 
in in turn swung the door open for like Auntie Donna and and Taika Waititi's like style, and he was able to like I don't know if any of them were directly yeah. influenced by Napoleon Dynamite, but I would say a lot of doors opened, and I feel like comedy needs to go through something like that again because like I, and I feel I feel like part of why you know certain comedians like you know, freak out about like cancel culture and this or that. And I know we don't like cancel culture, but at the end of the day, it's because, you know, maybe your style of comedy needs to be subverted a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe you're, maybe that style of comedy is just not what needs to be popular at the moment. Because I, I was thinking about this the other day with like, like people are saying that like like online when people say that like comedy is dead or even when Joe Rogan on his podcast is like I haven't seen or like there's another guy was it Nathan Zed or something that made a whole video about like there hasn't really been a big comedy or really laugh like on the ground like comedy that's come out in a long time because people are afraid of taking that artistic risk. Yeah. But um Why what I think yeah, what, what I think needs to happen is like uh what happened with horror, how like horror stopped being popular for a while. And then companies like A24 and Neon started taking risks and doing these like small budget, white theatrical release risks that would start. To, and then even Blumhouse eventually, like along the way that would like eventually pump new life and like subvert people's expectations of what like a horror movie could be. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what needs to happen with comedy. There needs to be another Napoleon Dynamite. There needs to be another movie that like introduces a different style of comedy, but puts the effort into making it like a wide enough release that like it has a potential to break through. Yeah, I, I agree. Thing is, it's many of the comedies that came out. I wouldn't say. I can't remember the last time I saw a comedy that came out actually recently. Like yeah. I can't remember. So I can't name any, but I'm just saying like, you know, the movies that were supposed to be funny and weren't very good, uh, you know, that feel like wrote versions of stuff that already came out. So it's like the same, like the filmmakers who, who are the comedic filmmakers or writers that broke out, like had their moment in the 2010s are still making the same movies. And they haven't made anything different, maybe because they're afraid of cancel culture or whatever. But I mean, yeah. there's nothing that I saw from those movies. Uh, dude, I can't remember their names, whatever. I'm not going to name anybody. Otherwise, I'm going to like <laughs> piss off a bunch of people. But, but it's, um, you know, it, it's the same sort of like, hey, let's have a skeleton script show up. Uh, let's get some people from SNL and uh, ad lib half of the movie. And uh, then half the jokes aren't that really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have yeah, like one was... nugget of, of like amazing comedy within a shit pile. Oh, I can, the, oh, I can name the movies for you now at this point, now that you mentioned that. Night <laughs> yes. of the Roxbury, Superstar, <laughs> The Ladies Man. Um, <laughs> what else came out around that time? Uh, Coneheads. Yeah, the there, there are, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. It's like the Coneheads to me are not like... I liked the sketch <laughs> that was on SNL at the time. Yeah. I thought that was funny. The movie, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But um, 
it, it's uh, maybe it's just a trend that's been going on since like SNL started. It's just like you get Lauren Michaels to uh, do the producing yeah. for all the stuff that you're doing. Then, hey, let's just bring some funny people and it'll be funny. Uh, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I think the last movie that I saw that does feature an ex SNL guy that I thought was really funny was uh, Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. That's the last thing that I think I saw that I thought was like really funny. Yeah. It was new. Yeah, see, no, it's like, yeah, they, they, it's, it's when they say like taking risks in comedy. I, I mean, I'm not I counting kids' movies, right? I'm not counting kids' uh, movies. Because no. they have kids some movies. really good anim- animated movies that are funny and good, yeah. like the, the, you know, the Sony animation thing that came out on Netflix. Oh, Mitchells and the Machines, actually. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Pretty good. Uh, but, like, that's to me, is more like a family movie than a, you know, straight comedy movie. Yeah. But, like, I saw Anger Management the other day for the first time in maybe 10 years, yeah. and I laughed my ass. I was like, like Jack Nicholson did not belong in that movie, but he showed up and fucking owned it. You yeah. know? <laughs> and I was watching, um, uh, it was amazing. I was watching but... blast from the past with, uh, Christopher Walken and, uh, Brendan Fraser. I, I, I didn't realize that that movie was actually pretty good. It was actually like dialogue was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Like it was one of those movies when you like look back on it and even like the most basic comedy at that time is like hilarious. Now. And <laughs> I think, yeah. And I think for like comedy. In hindsight, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, it was pretty funny. No, no, the, the, the tricky thing about comedy is that like, yeah. <laughs> that we're living through right now. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, yeah, there isn't the, that cult movie, right? Well, the, the, it's all Marvel now. They're going to have to make like another <laughs> style of movie. I don't know if it's going to be this combination of like absurdism with satire with this. I don't know, but like, for com- comedy more than any other genre depends on honesty like complete honesty and it's based on like reactions like jordan peele was talking about i guess like oh they were asking well how were you able to transition from horror from to comedy or comedy to horror or whatever and he basically said it's like it comes from the same like intent which is like reactions mm-hmm. basically you're trying to get like reaction and the tricky thing about comedy now is that everybody's on such a different page like i think part of it too was maybe like covid putting everybody in their homes and everybody has like a different media diet yeah and and now that we're all back together it's kind of like you know how do how do you get people back on the same stream of thought that'll make a comedy like relevant to them and that's what, what goes back to napoleon dynamite every so often i wonder like how like what was america going through or the the world i don't know how popular it was in the world but what was america going through at the time that there were so much people on the same stream of thought that they thought this little awkward comedy is like amazing like it had to have been teenagers and kids at the time because like when i I was in elementary school kids loved it freaking teenagers i'm guessing at the time were just kind of like lost as teenagers are but it's like and i don't know if it had to do with the beginnings of technology or anything but well you know it, like it's pre, 2004 2004 was like the u.s was like one year into the the iraq war i think at the time yeah um it's just like i don't know like the beginning of the 2000s was a pretty troubling time to to be alive you know yeah <laughs> i mean 
now we're talking about the pandemic, right? But <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you know, another uh, fucking Something, horrible yeah. time. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it's um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's just like, it made me forget about everything else that's happening in the world. Like just watching it yeah. now, I was like, it just reminded me of when I was a teenager and how awkward that was and how everyone's kind of awkward. Yeah. Even though you, you think that you're the most awkward one, but not really, like everyone's kind of weird in their yeah. own way. <laughs> everyone's got their thing. Yeah. And like, you know, everyone wants to, you know, have a sweetheart or find somebody or or yeah. uh, oh, and, and to be how, like, even when you're trying to be smooth, like you're not smooth at all. Or you want to be like completely <laughs> honest, like Napoleon. Like I feel like after that movie, people really did want to be Napoleon. Like after, yeah. he, especially after what he told, what was the, I forgot the name of the girl, but he told her like, notice you're only drinking like 1% instead of 2%. Is that because you think you're fat or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of all the lines in that movie, I think that was like, that that is a, like in my top oh, man yeah you know they that, actually that tried amazing. to have like a napoleon dynamite animated series for a while i think about like 10 years ago and they actually did try to incorporate things like having the drawings come to life and stuff but i i, I don't know i, I don't I, know why I, it didn't catch I on i feel, I feel I like, you, see, like yeah just you pitching it to me i'm like eh, no no <laughs> yeah I mean, like, it would, like, when when you look back on it, I feel like it would work, but the fact that it has the Napoleon Dynamite, like, name on it, and Napoleon Dynamite is so associated with just, like, lo-fi, just low-quality indie do-it-yourselfness, like, you could never have, like, a big-budget, like, Clerks or anything. You could never have, like, a big-budget, um, what else? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, get get your green screens away from my Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> you hear that, Marvel? Okay. <laughs> you hear that, Marvel? You're green screen. Like the other dude. Like I, I was watching. Um, I think. Well, I was watching. Of course, Army of the Dead came out, and I was watching a bunch of like you know behind the scenes and stuff. And I was like, there's so much green screen. Uh, but it's kind of like Zack Snyder's style, especially. Though, yeah, <laughs> just like Zack Snyder. Just like, uh, did you see? Like, they did a sketch on the Late Show. Yep, was I was like, about to bring that. Show, I, I just watched Zack that. Snyder cut, <laughs> the Snyder cut. Yeah, like a green screen <laughs> desk, and it would yeah. be like we hired tons of animators, and it's just like <laughs> it's like we can do whatever we want. It's all about. We're probably gonna make a desk. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when you find out in Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier, like a bunch of the CGI actually went to. Towards uh, taking out like a little bend in uh, Falcon's Captain America outfit. There's like a little uh, bend in his neck. Oh and like they had to go through every frame and like take that bend out and smooth it out. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, anally retentive uh, yeah. <laughs> perfectionism right there. But but it's, um, well, you know, the the series was all, you know, all the, the better for it, you know. Because that way I wouldn't be distracted by that little crease that I probably wouldn't have noticed. Uh, this isn't Marvel. What is this? <laughs> no, I'm sure there's some people on the internet who would probably go, where is there a crease? There wasn't a crease in the comics. Where is there a crease in there? Falcon deserves, I mean, Captain America doesn't deserve to have a crease in his fucking suit, okay? And, you know, probably would have done something DC's like that. mustache eliminating yeah. technology. Oh, I mean... 
at least thing is the crease is kind of neg negligible so any change there is just like for the sake of like the nitpickers out there yeah and it's so small that most people wouldn't have noticed I hope but like the whole did. fucking mustache thing it's yeah. on the guy's face Oh, man. <laughs> what are you watching on a movie you're watching his face i hope these people that get like sucked into like contracts where they have to do that i hope they get paid a lot because like yeah uh I'm, I'm learning from like 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 i'm doing graphic design now and i'm doing th those assignments for the first time where it's like you have to take out like here's a picture of something and you have to take out this like construction thing in the background that's like taking up so you have to recreate everything behind it dude i get those superman guys props i mean the executives have some balls for saying hey you have to like <laughs> you have to eliminate the mustache in every single frame so i hope whoever did that and did the captain america crease like i don't know it's a it is a doozy doing that job know. wouldn't would it have been easier to add the rest of the beard and be like hey his hair because you know in real life your hair keeps on growing after you die right yeah so like, you know, he's in the ground and there are some early shots of Superman with a mullet because his hair grew, but apparently should've, not his beard. Uh, should have just went all out, just like mullet maybe add, add the facial hair, yes. probably less, or just let the guy grow it and then shave it again for Mission Impossible. And, I feel like and, Marvel uh, would have done that. Like, DC didn't do yeah. it at the time, but I feel like Marvel would have been like, if Chris Hemsworth like, grew out a beard and had to come back, they would just like put him on a Viking planet for like a second or something. <laughs> but then they probably would have had to add the beard in all of the Snyder uh, shots, right? Ah, there you go. Hmm. Or maybe just the beginning, right? I mean, just shoot the whole part where he resurrects and goes to the farm. And then he can just shave at the farm. And, uh, and then the rest of the movie, he doesn't have a beard. And then you're fine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Cool. Uh, we, I keep coming back to my grievances about every single Marvel, DC, whatever the fuck universe that's out there. Like Marvel, uh, like, like Captain Marvel. No, Captain, no, do not mention Captain Marvel. Oh, man. <laughs> I will the not Mar talk about Captain Marvel. The Marvels, dude. I, I hope that wasn't an f you from Disney when they just announced, "Hey, guess what? The next Captain Marvel." Hey, the you Marvels. know who can carry a mo like movie? <laughs> <laughs> by themselves yeah. no, but, no but like honestly uh whatever i'm not going to talk about that there are a lot of things that were wrong about that movie a lot of things that were right uh but they were just wrong enough to make the things that were right like useless yeah. so it, it was kind of like um i know it made a shit ton of money but doesn't mean it was quality <laughs> the highest quality that marvel can do even yeah. though I know that the Scorsese's of this world think that Marvel's just like bullshit, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's theme park rides. It's theme park rides. That's all it is. But what about the stories? What about the tears that I shed at the end of? Honestly, Red I, thought that was, I thought that what was about like that, or you know, <laughs> I thought they were like theme park rides. It's like that's isn't yeah. that kind of the point of a Marvel movie is to be more of just kind of like take you through the ringer, the emotional ringer, except. And, you know what doesn't look like a roller coaster ride, but it looks like a, a deep thought about life? What? The Eternals. Wow. Wow. You tied it in, man. That was a yeah. segue. Yeah. <laughs> that we're done nice with that. I, th I think we talked about everything we could say about the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there. I mean, thing is, I, I think. Huh? The the experts of, of uh, on planet Earth, on this world, in this world, will find like enough 
I cannot find enough things to say about Napoleon Dynamite because I've only seen it once. That's the beauty of it. But, you know, the thing is, some people may find 10,000 different things in there. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for them. But let's talk about uh, the Eternals teaser that came out this week. Or was it a week ago? Early this week? I think it was earlier this week. Earlier this week. Uh, how, How do you feel about that? Uh, I liked it because it felt different. Um, it feels like Marvel's take on like um, like Cloud Atlas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder if like uh, Marvel, because no- nowadays like if you put Marvel Studios above something, it for one reason or another feels like you're like legitimizing legitimizing it. Like you can take any concept and make it a blockbuster now if you attach like marvel's name to it but mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that it didn't feel like it, it that I, I like that they're at a place now where they're comfortable just going right into the world of like magic and like we've been watching over you and that like like the marvel universe is like so big that i'm constantly trying to figure out how they're going to try and make it bigger or how they're going to start incorporating things like the multiverse. Like, mm. I think uh, Shang-Chi is going to probably introduce it, but uh, Eternals, like, and Spider-Man No Way Home, they're going to, they're going to talk, they're, they're going to take the multiverse seriously, but the Eternals is, has to one way or another, like open people's minds to what a movie can be. Like, mm it's it, it's like it feels like it's such on such a grand scale and it's about something that's so like godlike almost that yeah. i feel like a lot is riding on this movie to basically expand what what can happen in the marvel universe because they still need to bring in all the 20th century fox people they still need to you know legitimize things like okay how come aaron taylor johnson can be craven the hunter in one universe and he's quicksilver in the other universe right but like yeah make but making it not seem like forced it's a i don't know and, and when i watched the eternals trailer it made me feel like this is like the kind of tone they could have gone for for like a like a justice league kind of movie because it's about god's essentially and um i don't know that's the sad thing every time i see see a marvel <laughs> movie get a little bit like like subversive or stuff it just makes me think like dc needs to just kind of do its own thing and not worry about reacting to marvel i mean they probably figured that out already but yeah well, like you know, movies like the joker kind of prove that they, exactly. they're kind of like hey you know you let's can. forget about the unified uh dc eu and just have like hey you know mira has a british accent in one movie and an american accent in another you know who gives a shit yeah and uh, <laughs> or other stuff like that it's like the eternals well yeah it's gonna introduce a lot of the kind of marvel universe mythology of you know the celestials and you know the celestials actually created uh, I'm, I don't quote me on this, but it was sort of like uh, you know they created the Eternals, but also some, uh, or they did experiments on humanity or something, and what came out was the Eternals or something like superhuman 
people. So you have the Eternals, the normal humans, and then the Deviants, who are like the malformed uh, monster people, whatever. And uh, apparently Thanos in the comics is supposed to be a Deviant or something like yeah. that. Uh, but it, it's, um, yeah, and, and also, it, to me, it felt like a Game of Thrones reunion tour because you have like two of the two actors that, that I can remember, at least, you know, who played brothers in Game of Thrones or half brothers, or actually, they're actually cousins for, oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it for the past like two years or whenever that finale came out, but, um, it's I remember just, the uh, bottle of water. That's all yeah. I remember. <laughs> it was a bottle of, they also had a Starbucks cup or something. <laughs> In one of the medieval banquets <laughs> was a Starbucks cup and that fucking thing. So um yeah, I you know, I'm I'm afraid of it turning out like the not the Eternals, but like the uh what are you called? The inhumans? Oh yeah, uh, I thought Eternals was like away from because um, Inhumans was actually supposed to be a part of Phase Four, and I think Eternals was like I I think it was their way of redoing Inhumans without using the Inhumans because uh, they they tried yeah. making an ABC show out of it and it didn't that go super well. Yeah. And, uh... So, well, like when your main character can't actually talk because whenever he speaks, like he destroys, he can kill people with his, with the power of his uh, vocal cords. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not always a great thing to have your main character not be able to speak uh, unless you have a cool way for them to communicate. And so just looking like constipated all the time, yeah. but um, it, it's uh, well, thing is the my way into the eternals was the neil gaiman uh big fan of neil gaiman uh uh who wrote a a few eternals comics but he's more well known for sandman which yeah. is also going to have like a netflix tv netflix. show yeah netflix and uh, but but it's like um it really gets into more of the yeah, the mythology of, of the world, like how did how is Planet Earth the way it is now? And the Eternals have been there, but like they were asleep and they didn't know who they were, but they were sleeping gods. Um, and, you know, it's it's a very interesting kind of like, oh, I didn't know I was a superpowered person. And it's kind of, uh, and actually I'm immortal or eternal. Huh? But, uh, <laughs> but it's amazing the cast that they got for this movie. It's just like, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard... Um, uh, the guy was sure, working Madden? Uh, Madden, yeah, and um, yeah. you know, uh, right. Jon Snow himself. What's his name? Kit Harrington is playing yeah. the Black Knight, yeah, who's supposed to be who's also in the comics with the Eternals, but like he's uh, from a he descends from a long line of of uh, of knights who have this magic sword, uh, and whatever I can't remember, I don't know much about Black Knight, so you know, forgive me, but yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek. Um, who else? Who else is in there? So many people. Uh, Our favorite, Nanjani. Kumail Nanjiani, <laughs> yeah. who got ripped, <laughs> who got know. jacked. <laughs> so, uh, and who else? Brian just, oh, yeah, the, the guy from Atlanta, because he was the guy that did the, yeah. the, the thing and then went to like Marvel Studios. And yeah. um, who's the little kid? Hey, the little, I'm here. The kid the looks familiar. Kid. Uh, the kid that's uh, like, but like uh, and the director 
is the uh, you know the the um, um, she no won Land. yeah for No Man Land uh, Chloe Zhao um, and let's look at this name so Gemma Chang Chen yes I remember her she was also first time I saw her was Sherlock the TV show oh Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Gemma Chan Richard Madden Camille Nanjiani Leah McHugh. That's uh, the kid's name. Thank you, Brian Terry Henry, Lauren Ridloff is Walking Dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Barry Cogan. Okay, he was the guy that I thought was like Barry Cogan. Adam Driver for a second. This Barry Cogan. Kilgan. He looked uh, yeah. He reminds me a little a little bit of where have, where have I seen this guy? You know what's funny? I'm going oh, down this I'm going The Green Knight. Oh dude, one of the guys from uh Train to Busan is in this. Sweet. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. The the guy who puts newspapers on his arms. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> magazines. Don Lee. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who, like, <laughs> he had a part, right, where he just, like, whooped a bunch of zombies before. Yeah, like, well, he because he, he is essentially the biggest guy on the train. So, yeah. like, he just puts, uh, he, he duct tapes magazines to his arms so that if they bite they his arm, yeah. like, they just bite to the, so he just, like, throws one guy like to the ceiling or something just like you know body slams him or something it's just some yeah. trained wwe you know yeah. <laughs> zombie wwe <laughs> zombie pro wrestling but yeah. it's it's uh yeah dude that's awesome but yeah. so many so many but who, who Patel, is why do i feel like that liam McHugh? Mm-hmm. is that who i was no, no, no. well she it, plays the kid who i think it's called sprite Yes. Ah, okay. Um, but then she's in Songbird. Haven't seen oh man, a human Kit Harrington, a human warrior that wields a mystical sword. So now Disneyland's gonna have like two swords. They're gonna have the dark saber and they're gonna have <laughs> yeah this mystical the, other the mystical sword. sword. Yeah. The diamond sword. No, the, <laughs> that's from Minecraft. But. Um, who did, yeah, so Dane Whiteman plays the Black Knight. His sword is whatever. I'm about to quote the Green Lantern thing, but it's not the right universe. Uh, <laughs> it's black as night. My will, you shall not escape my sight, you bad guys. Uh, so. <laughs> nice, nice ring speech. With this ring, I just come here. Psh, whatever. Come here, bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me imagine a baseball mitt just, to, uh, to to grab you. Ring, with, I accept the responsibility. Uh, whatever, you have the right to remain. You know, there. it's like feel my my uh, my justice, <clears throat> my green justice ring. Feel my justice. Yes. <laughs> feel my justice. That <laughs> <laughs> should be Justice League Two. It's like the, Justice League Two. Feel my justice. Feel my justice. Take it. Take it in. <laughs> You will feel my justice, and that's you know that's what um, Martian Manhunter says. You know, yes. <laughs> you will feel my justice, and then he morphs into something, and you know he becomes like the Statue of Justice or something. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> beware of my scales <laughs> of justice. <laughs> oh man, you will be. <laughs> oh man, hey, you know what? So I just uh, found out it's coming oh, back. Uh, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gossip Girl. I don't know. I, I'm seeing all these. I want some more like, Gossip Girl. 
I'm watching all this stuff. It's like it, it, it's a show I, I've noticed. Like at least here, it's like more people would watch. Like as time went on, so I always wondered. Like I don't know. It's coming back, so I'm like maybe I can catch up on what all of this was coming back. That would be a good genre to like look back on because I never really like got into it growing up. All those like CW esque shows like Gossip Girl and um, what else? We were just talking about it. Uh, yeah, say, I've never, yeah, I, I never got Smallville, into Gossip maybe, Girl. Smallville. Like, well, they tried to redo Charmed. Supernatural, that was point. Yeah, Charmed. Supernatural. Yeah, Charmed. I, I think it only lasted a season. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the new Charmed, which did not charm any audiences, apparently. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, dude, I was going to say something I forgot. Um, my God. Yeah, CW. Justice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Feel my justice. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking like, of CW, uh, Powerpuff. Yes. The Powerpuff Girls. They're redoing it. They're redoing it. With some... With uh, uh, a uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. alum... Uh, what's her name? Chloe Bennett. Yeah, she's one of the Powerpuff Girls, all grown up, and apparently made from chemicals and <laughs> sugar and everything nice. Yeah, and it. Uh, <laughs> wonder where this is gonna go. I feel like uh, they felt like because Riverdale worked because they said that um, it came out too campy, but that's kind of how like. Like Riverdale started off like trying to be grounded and then over time like just got campier because it's like you can't take this seriously. Maybe that's what they're going to try and do with Powerpuff. I feel like that's the only thing that would work. What if Powerpuff Girls was directed by Zack Snyder or is it just Sucker Punch? Sucker Punch, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's do a Sucker Punch but TV version on the CW (laughs) That's and call it Powerpuff Girls. And that's, you know... (laughs) They won't know the difference. <laughs> they won't know the difference. And Mojo Jojo is some, you know, I don't know. Like, they're probably going to protect him. You know, like PETA's going to come out and say, you can't beat Mojo Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> he's an endangered species. Uh, <laughs> he's the only super smart, uh, what is he, a chimpanzee? Mm-hmm. Monkey? What is he? He was, a, uh, he was a, yeah, he was a monkey. He was a, he was a monkey, chimp. right? He was a chimp. It's like no, he was a gorilla. No, you know, whatever <laughs> nitpickers out there. But uh, <laughs> you're using nitpickers. Oh, we love some. Uh, we love uh, some nitpickers. Some nit- we, nitpickers here. Uh, they're they're just like you know, uh, it's like hecklers. You know, in a when you're doing a set. Yeah. So it goes, like you know, hey, where you come from? Your mom, you know, or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like those uh, the puppets. Those, uh, yeah. the Muppets, the, the, the heckler guys. <laughs> <laughs> the heckler guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, they're like, well, you're part of it. Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know you're part of the show? Uh, uh, so he's just like, you know, stop hitting yourself. But, um, you know, kind of... <laughs> kind of situation but uh yeah i don't know the the future is bright hopefully for these indie movies going back to for all the movies the marvel movies the i'm looking forward to this you know all the announcement they've they've made for 
you know, I, I'm looking forward to the Batman coming out, yeah. uh, Eternals. I mean, uh, things are Marvel movies, the surprising. TV shows. Things really are good. surprisingly going like back to normal. I thought they would have to find a twist on theaters and how to make it line up with streaming, this and that. I thought they would have to do all this stuff to make uh, theaters fit after COVID and into the streaming era. But it seems like it's going literally right yeah. back to normal. People want like, to go back. People are running to like all kinds of yeah. movies. People, I mean, they're only doing the blockbusters now, but it's like like the second Blumhouse comes out with like a cheap movie, everyone's going to be running there again. <laughs> so yeah. I want to see the lighthouse too and uh, see Robert Pattinson keep getting eaten by, by seagulls. I just want to watch like Robert Pattinson do more. <laughs> like Do more like, weird shit, man. I want to see, I wanna, him, I wanna see Robert Pattinson know. is weird movies. If he had a line of just like Adam Sandler esque, like <laughs> comedies, I wouldn't mind. I mean, what if it was like Click it. starring Robert Pattinson? <laughs> it's just, you know, I can stop. And then he breaks the remote and just pauses everything. Yeah. And, uh, he just goes around causing chaos while the yeah. world is being paused. Actually, he, he becomes a horrible person because of all the power that he has. I could see that. That's an A24. Yeah. It's an Anna Annapurna production. Annapurna Pictures. One of those like long ass production name, yeah. one of those movies that have like fifty production cards in the beginning. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because they got Actually, like five dollars from more movie. production cards than an actual movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder that like why some like production cards are like way more elaborate than others? Like some of them are like an entire movie in themselves before they actually like. I don't know. I feel like the 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 least well known you are, the the longer your credit thing is going to be because they want to make it. Uh, like a splash yeah so like <laughs> except if you're disney like disney always has that long ass like dee, 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 uh, copyright yeah. and, uh, <laughs> if you could be shorter i don't know like it, it, like the 90s was literally just like hey disney and now it's like yeah also universal uh, I, I used to love the universal studios thing with a revolving earth and just like eh, i still think it comes out i still, still think out of every production studio they had like the best most consistent intro is mm-hmm. universal yeah yeah they did and then i think what's cool about warner brothers is that they let they mostly let people play around with the logo yes so like you know mad max uh few road like the the logo just like rotates like it's a wrench or something it's like or like an engine that's that's moving yeah. and all the a bunch of the harry potter movies play around with the the warner brothers thing but but it's um, I think they have the most that I've seen. They probably I think they led the filmmakers play around with their logo a lot more than than Disney or other things. Yeah. So it's it's always part of the I don't know. I think the the one I just remembered like Charlie's Angels. I think I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. You know, with Cameron Diaz and, yeah. and Lucy Liu and uh, Drew Barrymore. Not the shit show that came out a couple of years ago. <laughs> And our then, <laughs> first never to be released episode of yes our first never to release never to be released episode with choreographed dance even though no one got you know they don't know each other why do they all know the same dance um, i keep saying the same thing but, but it's true it's true <laughs> they're all in this mansion and they all know the dance this is in the 70s no one knows how to do the hustle you know <laughs> <laughs> and, you know so like uh in that movie like they play around with uh it's like paramount 
So, yeah. or, no, it wasn't Paramount. It was, you know, that that Columbia pictures, it? like with the lady. Was it? Was oh, it yeah, Paramount? Columbia. It was, it was Paramount. With the lady with the torch or something. And then, like, you know, she's surrounded by clouds. And then they zoom into the clouds, and it's like the oh, yeah, angels Columbia. in an airplane. I thought that, that was the first time I was, oh, wow, okay, that was in the clouds in an airplane. Yeah. You know, and uh, that, that blew my mind. But then the rest of the movie was not as good as. as uh, yeah, I think the. <laughs> no, I think my favorite, one of my favorite logos or versions. So far, it was like Columbia. I think it was Zombieland Two, where like zombies were coming up, and she like beat up the two zombies, mm-hmm. like the Columbia lady did. So, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> with, with the fucking torch. I think actually Zombieland, the first one, uh, best intro. I think or one of the best intros to to any like opening credits to any movie ever. <laughs> it's just like people running away from zombies some zombies are on fire it's just like it's just amazing yeah. uh, and a proper use of slow motion Zack Snyder <laughs> <laughs> who we love yay release the Snyderverse whatever yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the thing is like Army of the Dead actually the 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 slow the use of slow-mo in that movie is pretty spot-on compared to all of the slow-mo that he did for uh Justice League even though I like Justice League yeah. but uh that was like it's just gratuitous slow motion you know whenever anything happens like you know Aquaman takes off his shirt it's like slow motion like oh yeah you know (laughs) and uh yeah pretty pretty bloody movie that army of the dead but um yeah you know pretty good as 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 Zack Snyder movies uh one of of my favorites from Zack Snyder I think yeah Yeah. right it is the end that that was what we binge did what what we binged <laughs> are we binging anymore i don't know i'm binging i'm not just binging the same stuff i don't know should we just be what we watch what, what we, we watch. sit down on the car co- on the couch and, and watch <laughs> and, uh you know well yeah we, uh, i don't know we, I, maybe we, we we binge we're not binging shows we're just binging like nothing should specific, just be but i don't know Buddy talk with Raf and Mike. Okay, where can they find us? <laughs> you can find us on every single platform in the world uh, for podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Audible, Bullhorn, Castbox, Overcast, uh, and a bunch of other places that I, I, I'm sure that you know most people actually don't use, but uh, Radio Public that's a pretty good one, and Stitcher I think I tried to make Stitcher work, but apparently there are some problems there. But well, we'll figure it out. And uh, we are on Instagram at what we binge, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. Peace. Uh, peace. <laughs>